Welcome to the Garbled Podcast Season 2, a brand new 52-episode collection with a new take on the old format, 52 new conversations about society and what influences it. So without further ado, we present what is being referred to for copyright reasons as the more recent half of 100 plus 2 of the Garbled Podcast. New 52. And yeah. then we go to so apparently all of, I think it's something like 78% of all the serial killers in the last 50 years, mm-hmm. um, their favorite book was Catcher in the Rye. No. Uh, no. Why, why do you, why no. you say no? That's, that's just the government putting up falsehoods. You don't have to worry about that. So why hey, is Nick, what's your favorite book? book? Why is your favorite book? Clearly you've read it, serial killer. That, have you read the book? That Look... That's not yeah, the, but what's let, going on. Let's oh, start to show tattooed across your test. Like well welcome to the Garble Podcast, and we have a we have an opportunity today to do something special. Uh, we're going to be talking about Puerto Rico because I've had about fifteen people reach out to me on Instagram and Facebook um, to ask me what's going on. Or Rick, you're to, my like, you're my resident brown friend. I need you to tell me what's going on in Brown Island. That's exactly <laughs> what it was. It's like, hey, uh, you're Puerto Rican, you know, uh, and. We got an opportunity to get some people on and to really get in depth with this topic. So yep. that's what we're going to be talking about. And so yeah, do you want to introduce yourself? Of course, I'm Javi. Uh, uh, Javi, I'm gonna need you to hold that like right here, you know, over right, here, yeah, not right better. There. All right. Well, I'm Javi. It's my first time with a microphone, obviously. <laughs> uh, I just met this guy here, and we were talking about you know everything's going on in Puerto Rico. We're all Puerto Rican, and you know it's kind of awesome how such a small island got together and. Just going from being this small island nobody knows to the whole world. You had Spain, you had the U.S., you had uh, everywhere just having the flags out and everything else. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, we support you, we support you. Ricky, renuncia, Ricky, renuncia. And it's like the first time in history where we don't have to go through the whole process of impeachment, the whole legal stuff. No, yeah. you're gone. And, and I think... What's really important about it is that it kind of becomes a model yeah. that can be repeated elsewhere. Exactly. And I, I want to get into that in a little mm. bit. But of course. Um, I also want to introduce longtime friend of the show. Mm. Go ahead, introduce yourself. Tom Delphi, executive director of Nertino Expo, the first East Coast Latinx comic book convention. We are recording at NJ GamerCon, the That's first right. time New we've Jersey ever been Gamer to this Con. show. Yeah, and we're at the Nertino table, so I, I feel exactly. like this is appropriate. We've got the flag up. I'm pretty sure there's going to be like six Puerto Ricans that show up like, oh, hold on, you're talking about the island? Give yep. me a mic. Give exactly. me a mic. Exactly. I mean, hold on, though, but I, did, I didn't know we had that little intro, so I'm happy with Ocasio <laughs> Productions. Right? Yeah. Oh, no, no. I meant, I meant introduce you. To, yeah, like uh, Ocasio hey, Productions. Yeah. Ocasio Productions, the, the conventions all over the world over 12 years. Um, hold that mic. Hold that mic. Part of the Puerto Rico, of uh, the Gamers of Puerto Rico uh, with Lego Mr. Panda and all those people. Shout out to you guys. And just excited to be here. Thank you for having me. No, no problem. And, and one of the things I want to make sure to promote is like, because you're, you're getting ready to do something big, right? I'm getting ready to do something big, both in Florida and in Puerto Rico, if they'll have me. Um, right now, I remember I, I did send, I did reach out to the governor, but we all know what happened. So, <laughs> so I'll wait a little yeah, bit. I'm sure it's on his to-do list. See, so. but you know what? You're going to get a call. You're like, hola, Javi. Eh, 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 hey, can, 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 I be, can I be part of your convention? <laughs> I don't have a job anymore. <laughs> I got a lot of free time. I got yeah, an opening. Yeah, yeah. No, we, My we, schedule is clear. Yeah, we yeah. have. 
We have like, things planned up, but you know, and that you guys will know more as it goes. But just look up Ocasio Productions. It's on Facebook. We just get it started, and just follow us because we're we're getting all these nice people in together, and then you'll see what happens. Yeah. Okay, but uh, before uh, so. You had a really interesting news story that you yeah. mentioned, like right before we turned the camera on. So, Ramon, your mic is you out. Know, my mic is out. Yeah, here. Out of everything that we have, apparently my mic is out. Is that better? Is that better? Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, so my mic was out. We had to switch mics out real quick. I apologize. Go ahead. Uh, you, were, you had a really interesting news story. Yeah. So one of the things that caught my eyes after everything that we're on the news everywhere is that the anonymous, the people. The, the people from Anonymous literally reached out. The hacker group. The hacker group. Um, they messaged the people of Puerto Rico. And it's a four-minute video. It's on YouTube. It's called Anonymous Message to the People of Puerto Rico. And they praise you guys. They praise us as, you know, we're now a symbol in the world. There has been protests all over the world, non-successful until us, the Puerto Rican, got tired. It took a hurricane. It took everything. Like we said, you took so much from us. Nos quitaron hasta el miedo. We're no longer scared. And now now we're a symbol. And, you know, keep united. Feed off that. Don't break apart because the changes are just starting, Puerto Rico. Hashtag sin miedo. <laughs> Hashtag sin miedo. B-O-P. Hashtag B-O-P. No, so were we, you know, while we're touching on news stories before we get to the main course, are we going to talk about Hawaii at all? Uh, I mean, yeah, we can talk about Hawaii. Yeah, because like Aloha, I, 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 <laughs> Aloha. I'm a little bit. I, I'm not as in tune as to what's been going on lately, but I know there's been massive protests over. Uh, there's an attempt to build an observatory on a sacred mountain range, yeah. uh, and there's been a massive indigenous uprising against it. Yeah, um, I'm kind of torn there. I'm, I'm torn on that one because I, um, as a lot of y'all probably know, I'm, I'm half Native Hawaiian. And oh, half nice. Puerto Rican. Wow. And nice yeah, mix. I know. Two oppressed people. Yeah. All in one. <laughs> two oppressed people? Excellent palate of food. Fourteen different ways to prepare a pig. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's true. Yeah. But um, I'm also a scientist, and, and I'm really into science. And I'm, I understand why they want to build the observatory on that mountain. Because it, uh, like, so the Keck Observatory is... In Mauna Kea, and um, it's been one of the biggest observatories to, uh, to, to astronomers in a long time, and they've been able to do a lot. Like uh, the, the the dwarf planets that were discovered back in uh, 2000, um, that were debated about in 2006, were discovered using the Keck Observatory. So, as a science guy, yeah, I I'm all for that, but at the same time, as a Native Hawaiian, I'm also like. This mountain is like sacred to my people, and that's the thing. If yeah. it's sacred, then they should respect that. Yeah, you know, and then that's that's my thing with with that's why history gets lost. That was one of our problems. Was you know, with Arecibo, our, Arecibo. Arecibo. Yeah. yeah, you know, and and it's just don't we understand what you want to do, but just respect the culture because that will last through the ages. You know. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's always indigenous communities that have to sacrifice exactly. their sacred spaces. Whereas, if you look at Western European culture and Western European religion and Christianity, it's like if somebody proposed building uh, building an observatory over a church or it, over, it, a over Notre Dame, over Notre Dame, yeah. Yeah, yeah, right on top of the Vatican, we'll build an observatory Listen, there. Francis, Francis, 
Francis. Yeah. And, you, and you're already rebuilding the, the, the burned building and everything, so might as well put an observatory there. It's not a sacred land. It was funded by billions and billions of people. Here's money for that. Put it out there. Maybe you can see Christ that way. <laughs> so listen, listen, Francis. Francis is Donald here. What oh. we're gonna do? What we're gonna do? We're gonna build Trump Tower. It's gonna 3. be the biggest and best observatory ever. We're gonna build it right <laughs> over the big square where all those dirty people show up to praise oh my you God. as a living God. And what we're gonna do is we're gonna we're put gonna, a we're gonna make them praise me. me. We're gonna make them praise me first, and then we're gonna build the observatory. It's gonna be fantastic. With a wall around it's gonna be it. huge. With a wall around it. With a wall around it to keep the brown people out. Well, there's already a wall around the Vatican. Yeah. Uh, well, no, no, it doesn't, it doesn't it really work, to be though. Higher. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Swiss already do pay oh, for wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's get into it. Puerto Rico. Um, Puerto so who wants to give everybody kind of a breakdown of what's been going on for those people who are kind of ignorant to, or who just don't know about I mean, what was happening. Oh, I'll do it. All right, go for it. All right. So this is a story all about how some, (laughs) how social media like militarizes, militarizes. So let me give you the 1898 thesis. Okay. Okay. Uh, So Puerto Rico, right? It's originally at the time of European arrival. It's an island called Borinquen, right? Well, that's one of the varying names. There's debate among Puerto Rican scholars and indigenous communities as to what the original name is, what the original name of our people is. But basically, 1492 rolls up, and it's it's been downhill since then. Um, you have periods of colonization of what is eventually Puerto Rico by the Spanish, by the English, by the Spanish again, then the United States, yep. and then you have territory status. And what's interesting, I'm sorry to point out, What's interesting is that the same thing that happened in Puerto Rico also happened in Hawaii. Yeah. And they, they yeah. basically annexed the queen who was there, stole her 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 land and her people from her, and yeah. that, that's in the same how time Hawaii period. became a state. Yep. And that's why same. and that's why you find so many Puerto Ricans in Hawaii. They're yeah. like, Wow, this seems really there's familiar. A, there's a yeah. huge population it's, of Puerto Ricans in Hawaii. It's like yeah. home. So anyways. There's different periods of political uprisings, oppressions, yep. Grito de Lares in 1865. You know yeah. what I realized? Fun fact, Tom Delphi's, <laughs> Tom Delphi catchphrase. Dun, dun. Puerto Rico had <laughs> abolished slavery as an island yeah. before the United States. Long before. Uh, yeah. I think it was like a good 50 years before, right? No, 1860. Oh, I thought it was earlier than that. No, we stopped the slave trade. But we stopped. Abolished it officially on the books. Yeah, and that was efforts by local Puerto Ricans. See, here's the thing. There are several periods of history in which local Puerto Ricans get mad and change everything. But it's only because they get mad enough to disrupt the entirety of everyday life. Exactly. So, flash forward to the present. present. We're going to go past uh, Pedro Bizo Campos. We're going to go past Lolita Lebron. Let's start in 1998. Around the time of the Vieques bombings, yes. which was the second most recent major Puerto Rican political uprising. And I actually partook uprising. in that protest, too. No oh. way. Yeah. My, aunt, yeah. Lo- my, great, my great aunt Lolita Lebron was there. Wow. Like yeah. She was the, one of the organizers. Yeah, uh, We're not going to go into Lolita Lebron because that's a long history. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, uh, it's a podcast for another I, I day. Still, but look it up. Look it up. Yeah, it's I still got to be able to go to Washington. Um, but uh, anyways, so 
about 2016, a gentleman by the name of Ricardo Rosell is elected into office in Puerto Rico. And this is what's important is that this is right after Maria. Yeah. Well, this is Basic, right before. No, this is this is ninety. This is this is father. This is the senior. year before Ricardo Rosell oh, Senior. Right, his father. Yeah, got you. This All right, is yeah. This is now his father was the governor of Puerto Rico during Vieques, during the the bombing crisis out there, and um, he actually did okay with that. I think the father, more or less. We got a deal out of it, but then the governor afterwards kind of messed it up too. Definitely yeah. better than his son. Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> that's going to be an interesting conversation <laughs> at Thanksgiving. So, Ricardo, <laughs> you have a you have a job now. <laughs> you doing something else? <laughs> you contributing to some other island republic? You mother. <laughs> they ain't even gonna remember no, me. Wait, wait, wait! A shit on the family name. <laughs> not, not to exactly. mention that the convention center name that they in Puerto Rico is oh, named after the father. Oh, no. So are they gonna change that name? Because here's the thing, you know, the father renounced all political affiliation. So Ricky not only left, he destroyed the entire not he, only the he, party, he like the entire, entire structure. Yeah. Ah, so anyway, so anyway, so anyways, so around the time Ricardo Rosales elected is about eight years after Puerto Rico's declared bankrupt. It's the same year that Barack Obama puts in place Promesa, uh, mm-hmm. which was a um, an oversight board for the for the budget of for the government budget of Puerto Rico, and it is right before Hurricane Maria. Yep. Um, so Ricky, for all his corruption, never stood a chance. So. Things are already pretty bad on the island. Then, uh, about only 18 days ago now, yeah. Um, what, what's the, the Center for Independent Journalism in Puerto Rico? I'm going to look up the name. Okay. But basically, they released a, um, a series of messages shared between Ricardo Rosell. At first, it was only... His messages, but then the entire thing was leaked out. Yes. 889 pages, pages. of material. Pages. And it's Not showing pages. <laughs> incredibly derogatory comments. Oh, yeah. Well, he he was a big shit talker. He yeah. basically talked shit about his opponents. He talked shit about the Puerto Rican people. He, refer, uh, he made derogatory comments about homosexuality. Yep. He made derogatory comments about... Well, let's clarify... He went after Ricky Martin, which, yeah. as a Puerto Rican, is the dumbest move you can it's make. the dumbest move. Like, no. Ricky Martin is, is one of our huge no. idols. Yeah. You, don't, you don't touch Ricky. <laughs> He's you a hero. You don't touch Lin-Manuel. <laughs> you don't touch Raul Julia. Yeah. Like, yeah. he will come back for the grave to take you down. He's spooky yeah, he like will. that. I, I'll punch you right now if you talk shit about Raul Julia. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we have all these icons, and it was just, you know, and it's one thing, it's one thing you have a private chat. Hold, hold, it's one thing you have a private chat and, and with your friends and whatever, you know, just to have Everyone fun. Everyone does it. But Everyone does it. But not when you're in that position. No. You know, you should no. really, really, come on, man. You're the governor of an island. All these people trusted you. Keep your opinions to yourself. Well, and he was also talking shit about his opponents, too. Yeah, like, and even like, people in his party. Yeah. He joked about shooting the mayor of San Juan. Yeah. yeah. There, was a, there was a tweet that he said, um, um, cogemos de pendejo hasta los de nosotros mismos. Like, we, we like even we, fool we, our we, own people. We suckered our own people. Yeah, like, come on, man. Stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. It, it's like this, you know, what's sad is that it's very common talk from the president of the United States now. But it's very. At least he doesn't it was very me. uncommon to see <laughs> yeah. among 
a Puerto Rican governor speaking such it's a way. It's true. It's true. Yeah, I mean, he was making fun of uh, the the people who died in Maria. He was making fun yes. of Yes. And I, I, it's interesting because I was talking to my mom about it last night. And she was like, you know, that's just that those 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 people came for him. Yep. Those people came for him. He's talking like there is a line. There, there is, is a fucking line. And he that you don't cross. That you don't all cross. of them ran past them. Fucking got picked up some shit, dragged it back with him, dragged it over the line, yep. and then dragged it back over okay. the line. Yeah, like, I don't know. So the organization that released the messages on Telegram was the Puerto Rico or Puerto Center for Investigative Journalism. Okay. Right? Telegram is a, a messenger app. It's a messenger. It's kind of like Facebook Messenger, but for people who don't want to be followed. Exactly. And ironically... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Way to so, sum it up. They release all of these messages. And you and said it was like over 889 pages. Jesus. That's a lot of... Uh, Nick. Nick, you want to jump in? Oh, yeah. hold the mic up. Hold the mic up. Like this? Yeah. Like right? No, no. Like this? Like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Be close. Thanks. But um, so that hasn't been cleared yet. Um, hack, I guess. But like, Rosell didn't deny any of it. Like, yeah, that's that's Adriana Kaplan. She's another uh, person over here that she, uh, works with Nertino. Assistant director on Nertino. She's the assistant director on Nertino. Nice. And she was asking basically how it got leaked. And yeah. They were hacked. Yeah. Because anybody can be hacked nowadays. Yeah. And that's more reason to not do what this piece of shit did. Exactly. Yeah. It's like everything is you, so everything easily. Everything you think is public. private is going to come it, out. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Look at Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> that's why they got bombed. So the, the leaks get out. There's the initial shock. And then everybody's like, get me out of that. We got to get in rid of them. Yep. Everybody, it's just a mass mobilization yeah. of like this is the battle of endgame level. Yeah, Puerto Rican political yeah, nonsense. That's a good way to put it's it, like, man. Yo, can somebody give me? Can somebody play? Can somebody hum out portals? Dun 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 dun. The portals started opening up, and over a million Puerto Ricans poured out. Mi gente, ahemble. Except. Boricua assemble. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but no, it's a great visual. Oh my god, it's great. And they all jail. Puñeta (laughs) as they go out. (laughs) Me cago en la madre. (laughs) And all the you got all the moms with the chanclas flying around. Oh no 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 no! In that scene, we have Captain America, like he summons the. It's Captain Puerto Rico. Yeah, and he summons the chancla. And instead of instead of Stormbreaker or Mjolnir, it's it's the the chancla. No, but it's like you have quite possibly one of the greatest political mobilizations of Puerto Rican activists yeah. in our 500 years of in 500 years of history. In that you've got the LGBT plus community, you've got Ricky Martin, you've got Everyone. Residente, Bad Bunny, you know, Lin Manuel Miranda's yep. holding it down for us in New York. You got bikers that come out from the mountains that are like, "Yo, you know what's going to mess stuff up? One thousand of us on bikes and ATVs yep. overtaking so, the city of San Juan." Yeah, Daddy Janky. Let me, let me give a little background for people. Um, Three million people on the island of Puerto Rico. Yep. 
This protest involved one-third of the population. So one million Puerto Ricans came together and essentially shut the island down. They, you had biker gangs roving the highways. You had people marching up and down the streets of San Juan. Yep. You had anybody and everybody. I mean, like people didn't go to work. Everything was literally shut down. Yeah, you even had truckers um, shutting down the main road. Like yeah, they were like using the trucks yeah, to block off, block everything. Yeah. Like there's nothing. And it's not happening. just. It wasn't even just stuff on the island. You had Philly, New York, yeah. Boston, yeah. Ca- uh, Cali, Sp- Spain. You had people yeah, in Europe mobilizing. The yeah. There was some guy in Slovenia that was like, and all que bonito this, bandera, que bonita bandera, que bonita bandera, la bandera puertorriqueña. And there's some Slovenian neighbor that's like, I support you. I don't know what a Slovenian accent sounds like. <laughs> <but>. <laughs> I support you. That's exactly. Close enough. So <laughs> when one million people just don't go to work and, and just disrupt everything. Yep. Um, basically calling for his uh, 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 his resignation. Yep. And um, what was the hashtag? It was... Uh, Ricky Renuncia. Renuncia. Ricky Renuncia, yeah. And basically calling for his resignation. Mm-hmm. And how long was it after the that major protest? 16 days. Well, 16 days oh, 16. from the zero... From, you from, know, when, it from when it started. The pro- yeah, but the protest was this week. The protest yeah. was this week. Yeah, it was only four days. It, it was, was four, only three yeah, days. Yeah, like, so like two days later. I don't even think it was two days. It was day and night. He did it. Well, it says two days because yeah. he did it. It was, Yeah, it was released at midnight. Yeah, so. Yeah. They so released it at midnight. Within less than 48 hours after the pro, the main protest goes down, he prays on it, piece of shit. He, uh, no, he goes on for 15 minutes. You know. You know, you, you know how when you have a family member that, let's say, you ask for something and you say they ask you for something, you say no, and they go back and tell you everything. But I've done this for you, and I've done this for you. That's what he did. He sat there for 14 minutes. In the all this time, we've done this, 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 and then at the end, well, and I'm it, renouncing it, the post. It, it's much more than it was. Much more than just the fact that he made all those derogatory comments. Yeah. Because we later found out, uh, like uh, within that release, we found out that. Uh, Food and supplies yes. that were sent to Puerto water Rico bottles. right after Maria yeah. basically sat in the harbor they, and rotted yep. because his wife wanted to be able to be out there control it. and control it yeah. and basically make it look like their party like was the ones them. that were yep. able. So yeah. there's food, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of pounds of food that just rotted. A, that didn't get into the hands of the people that needed it because they wanted to use yep. it as a publicity moment a, for the party. As a publicity. And then, mm-hmm. No, and that's the problem. It doesn't matter what party you're from. It doesn't matter what you do. In a crisis, everything, there's no party. There's no nothing. We're humans. Let's help each other. I was there when it happened. Mm. And I sat there. I think it was like a total of like 26 hours waiting in line to get gas. We sat there in a huge line staying overnight. People helping with water, people helping each other. Oh, the truck's not showing up today. You can't go anywhere. You, you, we find out that the entire party his and his cabinet mm-hmm. basically sat in an air-conditioned... Yep. Uh, they went to the convention center. They went to the convention center, the Puerto Rican convention center, and sat in air... Con- while there were m- people just dying yep. from heat exposure. Yep. Yeah. Dying from oh, thirst. not to mention that when Trump came to see the island... They prepared a scenario 
to make it look like they're working. They just took into specific yeah, that areas. Of, and that fucking yellow orangutan yeah. sitting there fucking <laughs> tossing toilet paper out into the people. And yeah. you know, and and that's why and that's why Trump was like, "Oh, you guys are fine," because they set it up for him rather than take him, take yeah. him to the center of the island where yeah. everything is actually, you yeah. know, the, there's people that lasted days. Days that they couldn't get out of where they were. Yeah, I remember hearing stories from Eliana Falcon, uh, who was um, actually the artist who designed our new logo and flyers and stuff like that. And you know how, you know, she was out in the mountains and they were just trying to be able to get out of their house and stuff like that. And she was actually part of the protests. Um, and she, I, I actually got most of my news about Roseo from her. Um, and by the way, uh, FEMA. This isn't the FEMA and all the emergency response. This isn't like carte blanche for you guys. Just no, because we're not yeah. talking about y'all. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're not talking about you today, but we know today. you. Yeah, <laughs> today. Yeah. No, it was. You know, we understand it was the worst hurricane in history, but so I guess my question to you two is: What do you what do you think made this such a success? Because I mean, like, I. I Something I said to Nick was, you know, it's amazing to me how everyone down there was able to just get it together and and protest no. in a manner that got the message out. And, yep. and, you know, like how many protests have been done since Trump took office yeah. and nothing? So what what made what Puerto Rico did so unique and so different? Well, I believe... That it was how they really came together, put all these differences apart, and they didn't let up. And and it was so many moving pieces. You got the hurricane, you got everything. We lost so much. Us Puerto Ricans have lost so much that we rely on this government to help us. We rely, you know, they we rely on on our leaders. That's why they vote for them. That's why they elect them. But then when you see that this happens, they got tired of it and they say, you know what? We're gonna stay here until you leave, and and mm -hmm. and it's, it was a success because it was getting borderline. Like you keep going, they're closer and closer to your door. They're gonna walk into your room and stand right next to you and say, "You either resign or you're not moving from this bed." Yeah, you know, like Puerto Rico persistence. If it, if it went another week, you'd you'd have had freaking. El Dorados going through the yeah. front gates yep. of La Fortaleza, and, you know, and the cops would be riding on them. And you know what? Props to Residente Calle 13, props to Ricky Martin, props to Mel Gibson. They flew there. Mel Gibson showed up? He yeah. was there. Yeah. So, whoa. All the. <laughs> Mel, I mean. Hey. <laughs> Listen, I'm getting ready to film Apocalypto 2. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, whatever he was there. The thing is, you got all this rapper. You had, you, you know, you had Bad Bunny there. They showed up, and they were the leaders for the people. Yeah. You know, because right now the thing is, now we need to find new leaders. Well, leaders. yeah, and I don't want to make it seem like it's over and done with because yeah. it's not, oh, it's by, not. Any, because, by any means. People because are everybody, the beginning. everybody has pretty much said, okay, we got rid of him now. It's time to get rid of the rest of his cabinet because the yeah. person that's coming in to take over for him, yeah, uh, she's a human rights lawyer who also was involved in trying to put an 11-year-old girl in jail. Well, and, yeah, it's... Yeah, she, yeah, no, there's a lot... There's When I initially read about her, I was like, okay, this person can't stay, but they're passable. And then I kept reading, and I was like, oh, no. And, and like, what, what what's great about this thing, what's great about this whole movement is that 
again, I, I used, I, I was making that joke about Endgame before, but this really was a coming together of a broad coalition of people that were just <laughs> ready to kick one guy's ass yes. for different reasons. Well, yeah, so let me just, because, uh, let me reframe, but yeah. you know what, I'm just going to hand you the mic. Oh. Hey guys, I'm Adriana. Um, I don't need to be on camera. Is this like this? Okay. All right. Sorry. Adriana here. Um, so with you guys looking, with the Puerto Ricans, uh, people looking to move, move the entire cabinet and essentially start over, um, and I'm assuming like just not just that party, but parties in general. Cause oh yeah, they're against all sides. What are the concerns and what are, I guess, the steps they're taking, if, if any? I know it's still early on, but, like, they're American, they're United States territory. And the United States have a very long history of just coming in and fucking with everything. Very long history of it. And I'd, I'm just, what are your concerns when it comes to that? And them coming in and fucking with whatever you guys are trying to do to make the, the country, your territory better, to make Puerto Rico better? Mm. Yeah, so I... I, I, I Essentially, what now? Well, I feel well, I'll like, and I'll what's that? From, go ahead, and I'll back from you. Uh, I feel like the coalition you have now isn't rooted in any of the traditional parties, which are built around either statehood, commonwealth, or continued or um, independence. Right? What you have now is basically condensed Puerto Rican range that is framed by intelligence and. They're, what they're what what they succeeded in with this protest was that they made the entire island ungovernable, and I feel like the intent is to continue that until there is a presented board of leadership that actually does represent values Precisely. that the island cares about, and when the time comes, it's promesa too, it's that board as well. Like it's a reassertion of Puerto Rican autonomy. I feel so. Everything is everything is open now. You know, we we the government will be dissolved. Puerto Ricans won't stop. And what that's going to happen is is two things. You know, we, we either get the new leaders to run oh, it, yeah, we either get the new leaders to present their what they need to do, or or you know, the government might come in to be like, okay, since you guys don't have this, we're going to send somebody to do this, or they might even say, and we know Trump's th thinking of Latinos. Oh, you're now on your own. Mm, that could happen. And and I, I think I I think what go ahead, I'm sorry, I didn't mean and, to cut you off. And no, no, you're good. And and when I say that is it could happen that way or it could happen that we get that percent, but next election, that's that's what, fourteen months away? Not even. Not even. You know, it's we're talking about either we either somebody steps up how that we accept as Puerto Ricans, because now it's not about popular vote. No, Puerto Ricans are, are going to be out there until they find somebody worthy. And it has to be, it will have to be somebody new. Somebody coming off, not a politician, either a business person, either either somebody who's Someone motivated. Somebody from the community. Somebody from the community stepping up to do it because that's the only way we'll be able to really progress. And Puerto Rico is tired. They're not going to allow somebody with a politician record... They're not gonna allow it, and then they're gonna stand there until we, we are now the voice. Yeah, because they pretty much said, you know, 
uh, we're going to get rid of the cabinet now, and whoever takes over has to pretty much represent us, or we're going to get rid of them too. Exactly. It's not, I mean, like it's the fear of God or fear of the people. Yeah. Well, you know, you know what? It, it's 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 democracy. This is a, this is a nerd podcast, right? It's it's V for Vendetta. Yeah. People should be. The, the government should be afraid of its people, not exactly. the other way around. So, so yeah. it's real democracy. You know, we, we've come to a place where we say democracy is you vote for us and we stay eight years. No, democracy is we're your leaders because you want us to be your leaders. But you shouldn't wait for eight years. You got tired of it because, boom, you're out. Yeah. You know? And, yeah, there are going to be mistakes, things happen, but no. The idea is we don't want any more corruption. We want the people to prosper. Puerto Rico is a beautiful island. We have a lot to offer tourism. That's why I want to go there. We talked about this. Yeah. I want to bring tourism in. We want to bring tourism. We want to bring everybody because Puerto Rico is beautiful. So let's let's rebuild it right. And so, listen, uh, my mi gente on the island. So I was talking with my dad about the um, about the state of the island and. You know, he he was born there. He grew up there a chunk of his life. And he's like, ah, you know, in another year, it's going to be the same corruption. And I'm like, no, this is like you had this whole new no, movement and identity. And, was, and we were going back and forth. I'm like, you know what? Ten dollars. Like cultural revolution you know, that's, by next that's, year. That's, that's so, that generation. So you guys got to win me a bet yeah, now. I, I think I think <laughs> the problem with that mindset is that you're dealing with someone who's lived through 30 40 years of yeah. corruption corruption and 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 have been and not just and have become complacent in it exactly and you have an entire generation now that toppled that i think that's what makes this unique there, there was actually a hashtag um not a hashtag uh, uh, one of the protesters had a sign that said you mess with the wrong. You mess with the wrong generation. Yeah, and that's I what like, it is. I want that on a shirt. Yeah, and I want that tattooed across my chest. <laughs> yeah, you mess with the wrong generation. So what do we? What do we see? What do we think we see going forward? Like, can we make predictions or? Um, because I mean, Puerto Rico has a ton of other issues besides. Yes. Um, yeah. We have the whole statehood thing. Should we remain a commonwealth? Should we become a state? If we become a state, and I've I've long argued against becoming a state because I think there's people that feel like if we became a state, it would allow federal aid to come in. Yep. But I've looked at it, and I'm I'm, I'm granted I'm not like some some fiscal analyst or anything like that, but I've looked at it, and it seems to me like if we became a state, you know, ninety percent of the island is going to end up on welfare. And I'm not saying that to be funny or or cute. It's you know, just, and, and all these yeah. things, is, it's a possibility. Yeah. And the way I see it, it could go either way. But what I've seen, let's take, for example, when Maria happened. Yeah. Uh, and you had other countries trying to help us, but they wouldn't revoke the Jones Act. Yeah. So The Jones Act is another huge, so, and we've talked about it before. Let me just yeah. bring Jones Act basically says that any ship coming into the harbor of Puerto Rico has to go come to on an American ship. So that means... That oftentimes what that means is the ships are brought into Puerto Rico with whatever cargo they have. They then get transported to Florida, and then those ships that that cargo gets transported back on American ships, yeah, and that means yep. that that raises the prices by like a third. So now of what, everything, of everything, of everything. We're not just talking about like electronics. We're talking about goods. We're talking about food. We're talking Correct. about everything. It comes into that that island. island. So I think one of the first things that needs to happen is the Jones Act has got to go. 
And, Definitely. And that's why, in a way, I think, if we were to become independent, now we can actually trade directly with these people. Exactly, So yeah. if we become a state, then it, we, we're still under that wing, and some say, you know, I, I don't put my opinions on that. Some say the government's corrupt in the U.S. too. Some say it doesn't. I'm not going to put my word there. I'm not going to enter the U.S. right now. Right. But the truth is... So you're for independence? I... Or at least self-governing. Self-governing. We really need. We really need to. You know, if we stay as a commonwealth, a stronger great. sense of autonomy. But we need to be a commonwealth. We are affiliated, but we have our own laws to where we can trade with anyone. You trade with us too, because we have a lot to offer. And a lot of people fear. Oh, if you become an independence, then you're gonna be putting. You know, uh, raising the crops from the ground. Let's raise the crops from the ground and sell them, and really make Puerto Rico what it stands for. The name, rich port. Yeah. So one thing I want to see come out of this more than anything is I want to see a stronger diaspora Puerto Rican community that. Oh, yeah. yeah no, if you got to go, man, bow yeah. out. Yeah, because I'm, you know, I'm I'm helping run the convention. So thank you for having me. No, 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 no. Thank you. I'm getting all the messages. I got to go and work it out. But thank you for listening. Thank you for having me. And we'll do it again. Okay. okay. Thanks, Catch man. you soon. Hey, thank you, guys. Thank you. See you later. All right. So it. Nick, you want to jump in or? Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, Tom. No, you're fine. Uh, so one thing that I want to see How come do I sound? out of all of this is I want to see a stronger political connection between the mainland diaspora and the islander, uh, uh, islander population. I want to see us treat Puerto Rico... As not a place we came from, but the homeland. A place that we politically and economically support and trade strength with. I want to see us, like, Latin Amer Puerto Ricans consist of 10% of the Latin American population. We are. But we're also like 30% of the United States Army. We, mm -hmm. you know, we are, Puerto Rico itself the island is three million people but there's six million puerto ricans in the tri-state area eight million eight million Damn. that's that's the recent most recent numbers and that's just the tri-state area that's not even talking yeah. about like elsewhere yeah i want us to take the strength that we have built as individuals and families and create generational wealth power and influence and I want that regardless of statehood or territory or commonwealth status or independence because we're in this situation now. We're tied into this thing. And whatever form we ultimately choose to, to have as a relationship with the United States, we should make our island strong and happy and prosperous and build this cultural, intellectual connection with our indigenous roots our roots are Spaniards, because yes, that's in there, and our roots as um, as an African diaspora. Well, I, I, I think I think it was telling that like there was huge support coming from Spain of all places. Like, well, there's a lot of Puerto Ricans that ended up there. Yeah, and there's a lot of Caribbean folk that ended up out there. You know, and there is, I will say, you know, uh, I, I will say, you know, with you know, in regards to our history, there isn't a good relationship with Spain. But, you know, I know the current king, um, he's, he's a funny guy, actually. There's this whole thing where Hugo Chavez was interrupting this meeting of, like, uh, Latin American states. And, like, he was cutting off everybody. He was talking forever. And the king leans forward on the table 
And he's just like a representative. He goes, que mierda, do you ever shut up? <laughs> <laughs> and it's like Hugo just goes red in the face. Yeah. It just, but there is a better relationship. And um, so I can appreciate Spanish, you know, Spanish support now, you know. Well, wouldn't it, and maybe I'm oversimplifying, correct mm. me if I'm wrong, but isn't it uh, like if England backed us up? On something that's like just uh, like but, morally, but, 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 morally, you know English has backed. I mean, because after nine eleven, uh, England was our huge biggest supporter exactly. in the United States. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Like different circumstance, but if if mm. England was like, yeah, yeah they got but it right, like you know? England also didn't enslave European colonists that came over here, and whereas Spain enslaved Puerto Ricans. Wait. What? What? Yeah. What um, didn't the English do? Well, the English didn't enslave European colonists. Okay. But. I'm trying to follow the analogy. Okay. So, when we're looking at. Don't you mean. Do you mean Native Americans or am I. Well, no, they did enslave Native. Well, they didn't enslave, but they indentured a Native American and stuff like that. Like. The relationship between Spain and Puerto Rico was not. As dark? No, no, it is dark. It's basically liberated slaves, former masters. And that's all. There's never been a period of reconciliation like in the United States where, you know, you eventually had World War II or World War One. that it's like, okay, we cannot be as. Because remember, the United States and England had a bad relationship until the war, uh, uh, World War One. you know? And it was only when they were able to unite on that battlefront that things improved and there was the development of that special relationship. Um, whereas Puerto Rico and Spain is like, oh, hey, uh, abusive, angry grandpa that drinks too much tequila. You know, like. Leave my grandpa out of this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's kind of like. So it's, it's surprising to see that support from Spain. But it's welcome because it's like whoever's in on the revolution, you know. Oh, yeah. I mean, I. I so, so what is the next move then? Uh, they're gonna. They're. There's still a lot. Am I? Um, my information might be outdated at this point. Are they still going to be uh, wiping out like basically all the high, upper level uh, cabinet members and things like that? Right. That I know. That's still the. The goal. Can, that's yeah. the goal. Are, they're still protesting as fervently as they did when the the president resigned or the uh, governor resigned. Correct? Yeah. I mean, I feel like everybody's still on the execution block at this point. Yeah. No. They they're they're getting rid of. They they want to completely wipe his cabinet. Right. But uh, the, yes. But like the protests are still going on at this point. Oh what, yeah. Oh, yeah. Then, uh, okay. It's so mobile. It's not died down. It hasn't died down at all. Okay. So then, if anything, if do anything, they have they has has any of the leadership of the uh, uh, of the organization put forward a name of who who should come in? No, it's literally just it. It kind of sounds like anybody they're else? going to push out every member of the cabinet until they force a re-election. That's kind of what it feels like. So that re-election that's uh, fifteen, sixteen months away might actually happen sooner. Oh, I assume that. Yeah, if the next person goes, I would say that would have to happen at that point, right? Because yeah. you're down to, like, the third succession. Yeah, because there's a lot of things coming out about the the governor um, the governor that's coming into place now that, like, again, 
Puerto Rico is going to you, make the island uncomfortable. What is that? Uh, um, when the the backup governor takes over, what's that? Uh, August second Su- succession. No, uh, well, yeah, no, but like, what's the official term for it? I can't think. Yeah, the person, the the lady coming in, um, she would be the auxil- auxiliary. That's what it is. It's the auxiliary governor who's coming in. But I mean, yeah, there's- she's not even the auxiliary governor. She was the secretary of state. And, like, she was the only one left because the FBI arrested, like, eight members of the cabinet right before this all happened. Yeah. yeah. That's something else that we kind of forgot to mention. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, that's kind but, of an important point. Well, but but why hmm? did they get arrested? Yeah. Wh- oh, wh- yeah, no. Why they did were they get like, arrested, Tom? Um, basically, corruption, um, ch- uh, funneling funds away from public resources. The Secretary of Education got picked up for that. Embezzlement. Yeah. Basically, call, no. Fuck it. Let's call it what it is. It's robbery. It's, it's fucking theft. Yeah. And but basically, a bunch of them were involved in moving money away from public resources, and yeah, they all got picked up by the FBI like a week before Telegram uh, Gate started. Although I like I like the other name for it, Ricky Leaks. Ricky Leaks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of I kind of want to imagine that like. On the day of, Ricardo Roseo is, like, chilling in his office like, man, it's been a hard week. At least it can't get any work. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, but, like, at what point, I'm, 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 hypothi- I'm hypothetically here. Um, um, at what point do you think he's just, like, I'm done? Like, at, w- at, in which step of this process do you, what do you think mean? in his mind, What's in that? his mind, with, with Ricky, in oh. his mind, like, where was he like, you know what? It's done. I'm, I'm done. I think it was around the time that the Puerto Rican Congress said, if you don't resign, we're going to impeach you because you committed five impeachable offenses in that to, in that conversation. Now, didn't he? He had a press conference first where he kind of tried to be like, look, I understand, but it was it, it was, was a, it, it was, was said in private. It was a Facebook uh, televised. Yeah. Um, and he was like, it was all said in private. Of course, I wouldn't say that to, to people's faces. I'll talk behind their back like a good politician. You know, that kind of like mea copa. And then they were like, no. And that's when he decided, okay. Yeah. I, I, now I'm You done. know what the worst part was? His argument was basically, yes, I said these horrible things about oh, these on, women and these victims. But I said I was sorry. Yeah. Like. Wait, is, uh, is sorry not good enough? It's never fucking good enough. Yeah, you have to go all the way to confession to get that kind of absolvement. (laughs) (laughs) Not even. Not even. I don't... don't. See, like, you're going to have... He's going to go to church, go to the confessional, and the priest is going to be like, Get Get out of here. Get out. Get out out of the confession booth. (laughs) (laughs) Even Jesus don't love you. We have limits, and we're the organization that touches boys. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. Did I say that? I'm Mike. You, yes, <laughs> yes, you did. Oh. I'm sorry to the ten Catholics that are listening. <laughs> well, it's an episode about Puerto Rico, so uh, yeah. No, 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 no. I'm. I, I we'll get a bump. I, I have. I have a Catholic background, so. Yeah. Yeah. So where do we go from here, guys? What, what's What's next? All right, Not in let's the, go in the, surround the Vatican. In the move, no, no. <laughs> one <laughs> no, movement no, one, at a time. One, one movement at a time. One thing, one thing I did want to kind of bring up is like, why, why the hell, 
was this so goddamn successful? Like, why can't we get this in the United States? Because the Americans aren't willing to shut down on the entirety of their day-to-day lives in order to create political change. And because a significant population of the United States is entirely comfortable with the racist, sexist, violent, white supremacist dialogue that influences this presidency. I think I think that's part of it. You, you, well, you definitely, go ahead. I would definitely say the other part of it, as a person who... Who's affected by a lot of these political changes and everything that's going on as a as a Latin, as a female Latina Jew, um, mm. who and working in an extremely white and government industry, um, a lot of these changes affect my life on the daily, very very often. Yeah. But I can't afford to take a day off of work. Man. I can't afford if I miss so many hours to do so, these things to make those changes. So I will be out of I will be out of a house. I won't have food. I won't have clothes. I won't have health insurance. I'm very prone to things that. I need those things for that. I know I can't go out and criticize my government for for fear of losing this. I there are companies that even though technically it's illegal, they will find a way around that to fire you because you don't agree with their beliefs because you took the day off to go protest something that they mm. that they that benefits them. No. So is it that the is it that the Puerto Rican population is just so poor at this point that it was like fuck it and yeah. yes exactly. So they had nothing more to lose. And I think a lot of businesses themselves were like, you know what? Screw it. Let's go for it. Yeah. Because it's like a lot of people were, this wasn't, you know, my dad was, uh, when I was talking to my father about it, he was like, ah, well, you know, if you don't have a job, you can go out and protest. And I was like, these people are employed. Some of them run yeah, businesses. Most of them were govern. I mean, like. Government hires, and you were pointing this out. Yeah, and that's what I was saying. I mean, uh, the the largest employer in any anywhere is the government. Yeah, and and with the fact that they can't even pay, they can't even meet payroll because oh their debts God. are so bad. Some cops haven't been paid in years. Exactly, and so now you know. Yes, at that point, I could go to work as I have been doing to keep, you know, for the good of the you know the people at that point. Yeah, but this is better, and I'm getting paid the same either way. <laughs> So that's where I'm putting my efforts now. It it it, it does free up a, more a percentage of the population that would go anyway. Yeah. Plus, the situation, the subject matter is way more dire. Let me ask you something: day to day life, does who is in the presidency actually affect your day to day? Day to day, not like something that blows up. So you're talking about in the United States, in the U.S. Yeah. Kind of, because I've got a lot of people like I'm friends with or in my community that are basically living in fear and aren't sure yes. when they're going to be safe. Yes. You know? Right. As, yeah. Yes. But so many of the movements that he has tried to put through, or the, the motions or whatever the yeah. term is, mandates, there you go. So many of the things he's tried to put through have been blocked by other, other parts in the government. Not all. And so I, so I, what, what you're you saying know. is that the United States has a proper checks and balances. They right and meh, I'm not going to go that really far. Which is really hard but, to swallow. But you know, oh, so many of those on, things. Adriana. Here, take mine. Okay. I don't mean to interrupt you, but like no, what he's saying is true. Like, well, a lot of what the those the, though even though that fear is there and that fear does affect me mentally and like sometimes my physical health. Like sometimes I will have panic attacks in my house because I've I've lost my naturalization certificate. I am a United States citizen. But I can't find my naturalization my naturalization certificate. God forbid, I see he comes to my house one day. I can't prove my citizenship, even though I work for the government. It's a silly, it's technically a silly fear because I had to prove it when I started. But I am terrified of that. 
absolutely. That's a terrible. point that I brought up last week. We were talking about the whole uh, Trump like get out because that, that was the name of our last week's episode was Trump talking shit about people and telling them to get out. Good plug. Oh, by and, the way, that's an impeachable offense. Yeah. Well, you're you're basically at that point deciding that you're not going to govern over certain Americans. That's what you're. That's what essentially that's what you're saying. And oh, that's what that's what Ocasio Cortez. That's what Alexander Ocasio Cortez has been arguing. You can't pick and choose which Americans you are going to. Yeah. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. Well, the the, the actual more entangled. No, uh, you're basically what I, uh, uh, what Alexander Ocasio Cortez is saying is that you can't pick and choose which Americans you're going to govern over. And and that's a fair point, you know. Like I, I brought that up last week. Like I, there's no way I have no way of proving that I'm a citizen. I have no. It's not like I have a green card in my pocket, even though you know all Puerto Ricans are born with a magical power called a green card. Um, <laughs> I, I don't have any way of successfully producing that. So if ICE agents come in here right now and like decide to cart the three of us off, it's gonna be yeah. I have to run because I have no way of 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 proving. That I'm that I'm here and that I belong here legally. Well, first off, and I'm there, a, was, I'm, there was a gentleman who was locked up. Yeah, but he presented yeah. his ID, his driver's license, and and everything. Yeah, but and they still took him. Anyway. Well, they go. They, they said, up "Well, that's a fake." Nine-year-old girl for thirty-two hours because oh, she doesn't look like her passport picture. Yeah, because she they changed kept, in six months because she's growing. In isolation, didn't feed her, didn't let her wash. For 32 freaking hours. That's the U.S. government, by the way. Yeah. You know, but like... And I, and, and, and but, to, to, that's why I'm asking this question, because we're at a point where our president has done so many shitty things. Mm-hmm. Like, when do we fucking go out into the streets and march? We, we have a president who has who's completely okay with locking little kids up and separating them from their fucking family. Yeah, just remember... The next person in line is Pence. Well, that's yeah, the thing. On. But the next person in line for Rosario is also bad. But I, I feel like right. But are we gonna are we gonna be able to pr- prolong it and stay with it? If if that movement rose up, would it stay? Like you remember, like Occupy Wall Street, right? Yeah. And how big that was, and how much it shut down Wall Street. Yeah. Did it? Did it? No. No, it didn't. Not for not for long enough. That's the biggest one but, I could think of mainland. But also like to continue on my point, one thing is that even though I have that fear, I'm not like my day my actual day to day life is not affected. I get up, I go to work, I buy my food at Wawa, I go home, I buy a burrito from the little shop down the street for me. Sometimes I get Perlongo on my way back back home. But like my actual everyday to day life isn't affected. If it got to a point where my actual day to day life is affected, where I can't leave, where I legitimately can't leave my house safely because ICE agents are just walking down the streets every day, then yeah, I'm gonna throw a fucking shit. I'm not gonna go to work. I'm gonna go fucking join a protest. But at the same time, right now, the idea of me joining a protest puts a target on my back. That's the, that level. Yeah, and of fear it's risk and, versus reward, definitely. Exactly. So essentially what you're saying is it hasn't gotten bad enough. It hasn't gotten bad enough. And I hate to say that, but it hasn't. Right. And I appreciate that right now in response to a lot of the detention centers, um, also being Jewish, like seeing a lot of the, the white Jewish community step up and recognize those centers for what they are and really just get out in front of them and protest and be the ones to take the brunt and take those arrests and, and take the beatings and take, take the hate of that side of America and try and, to- and bring it to life and be like, hey, 
get you, what you're doing is wrong. It's been proven wrong. This is wrong on so many different levels, and we're not going to let it happen. And, and I appreciate that, and I love seeing that when the 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 white people, the people who can be white passing, can step up and do that for us because we haven't gotten to a point where it's gotten bad enough that I'm willing to risk my safety or my friends are willing to risk their safety to do something. And and here I'll give you I'll give you exactly the scenario that would cause us to go that far. Thank you. And this is just off the top of my head. Oil embargo. Okay. If we could no longer get gasoline pumps to turn on and and feed our cars, Mm. there would be regime change immediately. Yeah. Right? But Because I need it. And I get that. And I respect everything that's being said. I'm just like, well, like, so essentially, to be able to get the same results that Puerto Rico had, we have to wait until shit is fucked up. Like, beyond repair. You know, something yes. I even think about with Puerto Rico is that, yeah, things were bad, but people were still living. And it wasn't that, it wasn't what moved people in Puerto Rico wasn't necessarily that they couldn't have a day-to-day, because we've always not been able to have a day-to-day. We haven't had a day-to-day since 2017. But what moved people now was a very genuine unilateral moral outrage yeah that was that, that was it was very moral and ethical because it it went to the core of i guess what defines us exactly and, and it mocked the dead it you don't mock oh the dead in God. latin culture I, I, i'm gonna say what my mom said it's like though though the dead came for him yeah they really did uh, uh, get in here get in here <laughs> Yeah, like get in here. Sorry. Yeah. As a person raised in both white and well, raised in white culture, but having to be Spanish, it's weird seeing both sides of it because in Latin culture, we do there's those shared values, there's those base core values that everybody's taught. This is Adriana Kaplan, Hi. everyone. By Hello, the way. everybody. I'm in. I've been in the background of the. Camera. Yeah, and if, if you're checking us out on YouTube, then you can see her pretty face. Oh, thank you. <laughs> you don't call my face pretty. All the burritos. Handsome uh, face. I would call your face handsome, Tom. <laughs> But, um, but didn't. But there's there's a base moral code that that isn't consistent amongst the United States. There is the moral code is not a standard. It's not something that's culturally taught. It's not something that's done through customs and procedures. Because our, even our, our cultural or customary events, they're not based on moral code. A lot of them are are commercialized now. There's nothing yeah. one there other than even July Fourth, which is supposed to be oh, about uh, look up. Adrian, I'm oh, sorry. Here, sorry. Here. Even July Fourth, which was supposed to be about like look, we 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 freed ourselves from a tyrant uh, regime and we brought our country to an amazing place and freedom for everybody is no longer about that. Well, yeah. you may wait a minute. Wait, wait. The Fourth of July is not about barbecues. Well, I mean, it's about that's no, 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 no. That's Veterans Day. <laughs> oh, Veterans Day, and what about Labor Day? Also barbecues. Barbecue. <laughs> all fucking barbecues. Yeah, that's, it's, it's not about I mean. you know the no, workers' uprising. It's not about what our our soldiers have done for for the people. It's yeah. no longer about those things. That moral code, that moral compass that a lot of the Latin countries have, isn't a consistent thing in America, or yeah. they're not. It's not the same from from place yeah. to place. What somebody may find morally right in Reading, even in Reading, PA, well, it does not match up with what's morally right in Philadelphia. Yeah, and there's there's a certain lack of empathy and a strong sense of apathy. So, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say there's a lack of empathy. There's there's They have a great deal of empathy. It's just not for people who don't 
fit within their moral thing. Well, I think, unfortunately, I think what happens a lot of times is that in order for people to develop that empathy that we're talking about, you kind of have to go through a really shitty event. You you have to go through something that's a huge game changer. Um, you know, uh, one of, a movie that I like and I know a lot of people don't like is Constantine. And, you know, this being a nerd podcast... Uh, Gabriel, the angel in that movie, is like, yeah, I'm going to bring about the apocalypse because the only way that you people, and in this reference, you know, when she says you people, she's talking about humanity. Mm -hmm. the, the only way that humanity can can be its best self is when you're mired in shit, when you are pushed to the brink of extinction, when you are, and, and I think it's funny enough that that, that kind of did happen for Puerto Rico two years ago. Yeah. Like yeah. We, were, we were essentially pushed to the brink of our, our cultural extinction. And we've been, we've been brink, bankrupt for eight years at that point, you know, and there was no political movement on that except, you know, getting promesa dumped on us, you know, and it's like, yeah, no, you're right. It took an Although, actual catastrophic event for them. Yeah. It's kind of like, I, I kind of wanted to be in the room when Gabriel said that and go, whoa, 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 what do you mean you people? <laughs> <laughs> You people, in this sense, being humanity. <laughs> We're not saying that uh, Gabriel the Archangel is racist? No, no, not in the least. No. Gabriel hated all humanity, thank you. Yeah, God. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Much like my stance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, it, I mean, as great as this is, it sounds like in order for the same thing to be replicated elsewhere, no. it's going to... To require people to get out of their day-to-day -day apathy. Yeah. It has to... Something that will have to expand their, their zone of where their empathy relies. Because also in America, like Puerto Rico, yes, like they have their division amongst classes and everything going on. Yeah. But they're all essentially one people. Where in America, we're so separated by communities and just by where you live. Just Geographical. Like you're, yeah, I mean, it's a, a, it's a, a large separation. It, yeah. So it's very hard for them to empathize for somebody who's not part of that community. Because you can go from one end of the island to the other in six hours. Yeah. yeah. I, that's how long... You can't get to the other side of PA in that amount of time. No. Yeah. No, you can't. No, you can't. Yeah. So just in that span. So it's very easy for them to empathize with what's going on just in their community. But for them to empathize with another community, even though it's the same thing, unless they see it firsthand... That, that there's that level of distrust there that you're not my community. Why should I trust what you're saying? Why should I trust that what you're doing is the exact same thing that we're going through for the exact same reasons? Yeah. And it, it builds on that. Yeah. You know, I mean, one thing I've always observed is that it's felt like our country ever since uh, the events of September 11th and the aftermath of all that, We've been sort of like a post, almost like a post-traumatic stress disorder culture, I, where we're we I, lash out at things. We're 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 just in a culturally dark place. I would actually say it goes back to Pearl Harbor because that was the first time our country was attacked by a no, I, maybe not the first time, but the the one time that it really affected it, the country well, as a yeah, whole. I mean, it really, have to have a, a singular enemy that everyone's just like the Japanese. A, a yeah. It was a unifying. Event. But we had a we had a resolution with that at least. But we did we we did and we didn't because the the discrimination that went on against the Japanese and people who oh, were yeah, Asian no, American that. continued long after that and still continues sure. to this oh, day. Fun fact. Um, Whoa! Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh. Give me a dollar. Fun fact, y'all. Fun fact. 
Um, so I was doing a little bit of research, and I found out. No, I'm not giving you a dollar. Get out of here. <laughs> hey, let him finish his pack. We'll deal with this later. No, um, apparently, a lot of the food that we think of as Chinese food. It's not. It's not Chinese food. No. It was actually Japanese food. And um, so during World War II, to avoid a lot of the racial discrimination that was going on, they relabeled themselves as Chinese. Yep. Also, a lot of Chinese restaurants just stole Japanese cuisine. And cu- because it's good. Not yeah. to say that Chinese food isn't good, Joe. I've had authentic Chinese food. It's very good. But, like, also Japanese food is also very good and sometimes fattier, which I personally like. Mm. <laughs> I'm hungry now. Yeah. But, like, so to continue on that, so, like, America has always had, after that, like, especially in that point, and the scale that it was, as has always tried to put their faith together in terms of finding somebody to dislike culturally or racially to have one single enemy to unite the country mm. and right now trump has has picked up on that and i mean it's a terrible move but it's it's a great yeah but he's doing it against other americans that's he, the fucking problem but we did it against other americans before with the japanese we did it against americans with the muslims it doesn't matter as long mm. as there is somebody for america to hate and right now it's us well and I think that I'm not not trying to condone it in any way. I'm no, just no, saying no, no. this is what you're, it. You're, you're pointing out what the problem is. Yeah. And, well, and it's, it, it's it's yeah. No. Now now I see that. Like, now I see the greater bridge you were building. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I completely get where you're coming from. I just think I I don't know. I don't. I think we're reaching a point in America where until they find at least we're since we're sitting it now as ourselves, we're not gonna find another until we find another group to hate. We need an Independence Day. We need no. a, I mean, like a, a, like the movie Independence yeah, Day. Yeah, yeah. We, <laughs> we need, we need, a, we need, we need a, fucking something. aliens to come down to Wait, Earth and Independence attack. Day is something besides a movie and a great sequel? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll slap you if you say great sequel again. I cried in the theater. No, that is not when the first one. When the first one, maybe. The first one brought me, got me in did my Did you field. see the second one? I did see the second one. did not get me in my field. When Brent so Spinner... Many- Wept over his male life partner. When I I had so many damn problems with the sequel, just like what with what I'm sorry, I don't mean to go off the tracks, <laughs> but <laughs> they they dug to the fucking core and stopped them. And like, if that had happened in real life, that would have been it. That would have been like it doesn't matter who win at that point because the planet's unusable. Yeah, very true. So your fucking science uh, consultant needs to be dragged out behind the movie studio and shot. Because they had a whole movie about the Earth's core stop turning wait, and stop wait, working they to, the to go fix it too? and fix That's the whole the entire issue. They made a movie about it oh, because it's real. Yeah. If it stops doing what it's supposed to do, we die. Yeah. <laughs> well, you heard it here, folks. Shitty sci-fi movies and their terrible science. That's what's ruining this country. That, that should be their next episode. <laughs> oh. oh, I have so many things to say oh on my that. God. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, we're down to three mics now. So like Nick is like yeah. hopping back and forth. Yeah, I just, you know, I just want to say just like there's an incredible sense of pride seeing all this unfold and like seeing no, Roseo just not. Through litigation, not through a committee, not through an investigation, but through the sheer will and hatred and pride of the Puerto Rican people collapsed. And I feel like, you know, somebody was, Eliana actually, I think, made this post Mm -hmm. about this term and I, I just, I fell in love with it. Nuevo Puerto Ricanos. And it's like. New Puerto Ricans. We're at a, we're at a turning point where it's like, 
we are cut off from the older generation that was used to corruption, that was not welcoming to it, but acclimated to it. And now you have a political identity that demands justice, that demands competence, and that demands inclusivity of everybody in our culture and community. And my God, is it going to kick ass. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think, too, what was special about it is that there was a great deal of tolerance for mm. people that are different. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, like it didn't exclude anybody. And, yeah, there, there is a, uh, a huge sense of, like, cultural pride that, that, that wells up in you when mm. you think about that. Because it's like... When you think about, because we have some 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 of the fucking nastiest words for other mm. in, in Spanish, you know, yeah. And, and to see that all kind of get thrown out, it's like no, 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 all of us, all yeah. of us, God damn it, you know. And what I loved again, the incredible coalition you saw. You got bikers coming out the mountains. You got professors in the square that are teaching lessons about history of the history of Puerto Rican resistance. You've got ballet performers dancing in the streets. you got ladies uh, overrunning cop cars and twerking on them. You've got freaking the LGBT community out in force, teeth bared, ready like, y'all remember Stonewall? Well, we got a lot more bricks, you know? Everybody yep. coming together, portaling it up. Oh, hi. Hey, Instagram. You know, portals it up, battle of endgame. Ant-Man punching out the giant worm. Yep. And it's like, except the, you know, Ant-Man is like Bad Bunny, you know, and it's just incredible. And instead of like Falcon and the rest, it was like Ricky Martin and... Mel Gibson, apparently? Mel Gibson. Yeah, sure. We'll take Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson could have been, um... I just think it's weird that he can Valkyrie. be... That he's anti-Semitic, but apparently not racist. <laughs> I, you know, I, I have. <laughs> I think. I think. I'm pretty sure Apocalypto is him being racist. No, I. Uh, I don't know, man. That was the first time in cinema that was ever done. Yeah. I think. I, I think a lot of of Mel Gibson's anti-Semitism comes from his religion more than it does from him like looking at people racially. If that makes any sense, I'm only throwing it out as a hypothetical. I have never spoken to Mel Gibson or any of his people, but I'd be more than welcome to the opportunity. <laughs> I would love to have a discussion on Mel Gibson as a Jewish person, <laughs> but that's a different time. You're, you're going to get a letter, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Our first season desist. <laughs> Do love the Patriot, Mel Gibson. I can't deny you that. That was an amazing movie. The Patriot? Yeah. And, oh my I, I loved it oh. better when uh, the Patriot was called Braveheart. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. By the way, that whole scene with the church—that wasn't something that happened at the American Revolution. That was something that happened in World War II. Look, yeah. I don't care when it happened. That movie was great. I mean, yes, but still, not much of that movie was. Also, the Marquis de Lafayette was an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he opened. Yeah. No. No. Oh, no, yeah. no. 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 <laughs> I think. Yeah, I think. I think, I think we're we're gonna put a wrap on this one. Oh no! Not well, yet. Hold on. <laughs> can I finish my thing with Mark? Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. He opened fire on an entire crowd of protesters during the French Revolution. Who? Ricky Martin? No, no Marquis. <laughs> 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 I thought you said Martin. I thought you said Ricky Martin. I was breaking The Marquis. I'm so sorry. <laughs> the Marquis. The Marquis de la Fe. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. The Marquis de Martin. That makes so much more sense. 
Yeah, but no, the Sorry, Marquis de Lafayette you murdered. Did, that was such a Hispanic thing that you did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, no. ¿Qué? ¿Qué dijiste? Oh, yeah. Burger King. <laughs> Ricky Martin walks out of the portal. He's wearing the Black Panther suit. There's a whole like, we got army this. behind him. Living la vida loca. Everybody just starts turning in. All right. Um, <laughs> so I, I'm going to end this out. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end this out with my soapbox. Folks, to borrow a line from uh, V for Vedetta, the government should be afraid of its people, not the other way around. And Puerto Rico has demonstrated that to us. It, I, I feel like it has given us something to aspire to politically and socially. Um, let's not let it end here. Mm-hmm. Let it be the beginning of something. So let it be. To, to, let it. Let mm. it serve as a warning shot across the bow of all fucking governments that are corrupt, that uh, forget about the people that they serve, that are willing to put their moral and ethical aspects aside and just serve themselves. Let Puerto Rico be a reminder to them that your job as politicians is to serve the people. Not to serve yourself. And to also quote V for Vendetta, and also something taught by the Puerto Rican people during this whole uprising, what is a revolution without dancing? And on that note... No, no, remember when, when, when V asked Evie to dance with him? Yeah. And yeah. she's True. like, you want to dance in the middle of your revolution? What's a revolution without dancing? And then it cuts over to like a Puerto Rican ba- uh, ballet dancer on an overturned cop car. I think what we'll do is we'll put like some uh, some salsa music over this oh. as, we, as we fade out. I like that. Final thought? I have no final thoughts. I have so many, but <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. They'll continue. Do you have a final thought? Or was no, that I'm it? Good. Dance, That's dance. It. What is a revolution without dance? Dance, 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 revolution. Dance even badly. Honestly, he dances All right, folks. This has been Garble Podcast at New Jersey GamerCon 2019. Uh, We're here with uh, Tom Delphi of Nertino and Adriana Kaplan of Nertino. Uh, Thank you for listening, and uh, check out the YouTube video that accompanies this audio. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Does it? You're the one who can see it. <laughs> Did you cut the audio? No. <laughs> <laughs> Great. I'll do it in post. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Garbled Podcast. Please go to garbledpodcast.com for updates and check us out on all the social medias. Like, share, and then join in on the conversation.